Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello there, and welcome to another Eurogamer newscast. And this week we're talking about the recent... um, well, not recently. People have been remaking games for years, but um, people have been talking about remakes specifically recently, and we're here to further that conversation, discuss um, the great ways that games have been remade, and then some of the practice associated with that that maybe we're not as much of a fan of. Joining me, as ever, it's Eurogamer's news team. We've got Victoria Kennedy. Hello. Liv Nan. Hello. And I'm Tom Phillips. So we're coming to the end of 2023 now and game of the year discussions are happening. We're all sort of talking about what our favorite titles were from the year. And, you know, there's so many to choose from. And there's actually a couple of remakes this year that are being discussed in that sort of game of the year category, um, like caliber of titles. And Resident Evil 4 is up there, I think, with the brilliant remake that Capcom came out with earlier this year. And they may be a little bit overshone by that. Um, the brilliant Dead Space remake as well that came out from EA uh, and Motive Games that worked on that. These are both games that are not really too old, although I say that. <laughs> they're probably like, they're, they're 10, 15 years old at this point. Um, they're still playable on current hardware, but a lot of work has gone in to those more recently this week and what sort of prompted this discussion is the announcement by sony of the playstation 5 native version of the last of us part 2 which um is a remake uh, i mean it's the same game they're adding a couple of extra modes and bits victoria you're our last of us expert what is brand new that well. people are going to get and this isn't a new um like version of the game with extra deleted scenes these are sort of added on modes right well so yeah so they are re-releasing the last of us part two for playstation 5 as a native edition uh along with obviously the game itself there's also going to be like the new survival mode there's going to be some lost levels i think they've called them in this which will be there's the boar hunt the dance scene and the sewers i think it's called um but then other than that i think it is essentially just a nice pretty package of the last of us part two which yeah i mean as of the last of us part two fan i will be getting but then i also already own the last of us part two so i'm getting it for the 10 pound upgrade which i know is another debate point which people have whether or not you should actually be paying extra for a game you already own and I don't this know is a game that, but uh 
what year was it that it came out? It's like three years old at this point. Yeah, so it came out a little bit before the PS5 launched. So it was like one of the last PS4 native games that released. So what we're saying is Sony didn't know that there was a PlayStation 5 coming out in a few months <laughs> and so couldn't have waited. That was a surprise to us all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I get why it came out on PS4 at the time. PS4 had the big audience, the big user base, even though PS5 was just around the corner. There's still something slightly cynical to this happening now and them charging for it. If it was free, I don't think anyone would be having these sort of grumble yeah, conversations. slightly on the fence about the charging for this particular one. I, I know we can go into a bigger discussion about games more generally in a moment, but for this one... I kind of feel that for an extra, well, they said $10, I assume that will translate to £10 sterling here or equivalent, you know, in whichever region you are. You are still getting a few bonus features. And I suppose if you imagine buying like a DLC for a game, like, you know, for example, Cyberpunk 2077 just had its Phantom Liberty DLC expansion, which you did buy. So if you then maybe rather than seeing these as, as like just add on to the game and see them almost as like bonus content that you would potentially buy as an expansion separately anyway, I don't think $10, pounds, whatever it is, is actually that big an ask. What I do find slightly odd though is the fact that, you know, they're boasting a lot of the fact that this is going to be a visual enhancement and things, whereas they actually release a 60 FPS patch. Was it last year or the year before? I can't remember exactly when it was, but they did release a patch for the PlayStation 5. So I don't think that there should be any boasting about the visual enhancements given that that's something that you can get anyway hmm. do you think this is going to come down to a conversation around how meaningful those additions are because i think you know if you point to something like phantom liberty that's a 30-hour expansion they've hired idris elba there's a whole new area of the city that's obviously quite a meaty extra piece of content to go through you know like that's been produced as almost like a separate production this feels more like dvd extras you know you get a couple of deleted scenes and maybe a director's commentary if you buy the movie on blu-ray but they're really just seen as freebies right you don't pay for that stuff you're not buying a dvd specifically for the deleted scenes do get that argument i mean this the last of us part two edition is not going to give like a whole new story content experience um at its very core I, i don't know how long these extra playable sections actually will last i mean given i'm i'm gonna say maybe like 10 15 minutes. I mean, if you can play through the dance sequence, I assume that's, that's a pound be a minute. Or less. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. When you put it like that, I'm not saying that I completely agree with the pricing. I should say, I'm just saying for this one, at least you are getting some extra bits with your extra tenor. The, the one that I think gets me more is the survival mode bit, because I'm now wondering how long has this been in the works, given that we're not having the multiplayer option. Well, now that the multiplayer option has been kind of siphoned off to one side, we're not really sure what its status is at the moment. Hmm. On ice, it sounds mm. like. I guess to be charitable to Sony, you could at least be saying, well, they are adding this extra stuff in and they're not just charging £10 extra because we have seen in the past that Sony is very happy to charge £10 extra for the generational upgrade. Are you going Horizon here? Yeah. Yeah. And there was that big sort of brouhaha over which titles were going to be more expensive on PS5. Um, and of course, you've got to look at what Xbox are doing. And, you know, an Xbox game is an Xbox game. And it can look a lot better on Xbox Series X. It can run at 4K. It can run at um, 
60 frames per second on um, Series X, but be a 360 game that's just been patched over time. Um, it doesn't have those extra features, obviously, and I think all of those games it's it's a it's a game by game process uh mm. making those games look better um but these the, the comparisons are made obviously that sony has been happy to charge for uh upgrades or just ps5 native versions of games mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's definitely been a trend i mean if we think about the last of us there's only two games in the series and obviously there's that left behind dlc for the first game but they've been released steadily over the last 10 years we've had what so there's been three versions of the last first part one there's obviously been the dlc left behind we're now getting re-release of part two we've had the last verse on pc i assume part two will eventually come to pc given mm-hmm. that they seem to be following the same kind of trend as they did with the original so i do feel a little bit like you're know, the last of us in the grand scheme of things when we think about all of video game history is not an old franchise it's only just turned 10 and yeah, we have had however many copies of this same franchise being churned out on a fairly regular basis. Yeah, uh, this is sort of turning into a debate about The Last of Us, but it's an interesting <laughs> it's an interesting example because you've got the TV series going on right now, right? Mm. And they sort of have to turn what is two games and maybe a third one coming. I mean, obviously a third one coming um into kind of like this constant product release cycle and the way that they've chosen to do that is relaunching the game remaking it if you want to call it that um but relaunching it again and again i'm sure the pc release of part two will come and that's that's the sort of the next beat on the marketing cycle to keep the games ticking over because part three is still years away Mm -hmm. The TV show is there to keep people interested. Are they going to keep up with the TV show in terms of game releases to avoid a Game of Thrones situation where the TV show gets ahead of the books? I can't see them doing that. So, yeah, they've got a few years before season two of the show comes out and and to keep the game franchise in people's minds. This is the thing that we're getting for 2023 and maybe the PC releases 24 and then maybe we start hearing about part three and 25 and it comes out in 26. Mm. And, but like the remakes are sort of a way to keep the series fresh. And if you've not paid anything to uh, into your sort of fandom for The Last of Us this year, maybe $10, £10 is not too much to ask to sort of dip back into the game and play some of these extras and for Sony, it keeps the franchise sort of in people's minds. I think, and I will now pivot us away from The Last of Us for a little bit. <laughs> I do think, though, that it, it feels too soon. And I'm saying that even as a, a massive The Last of Us fan, massive multi-part fan. Whereas when you obviously you've mentioned the fact that, you know, we've got Resident Evil 4 up for a game of the year. I was really excited by that remake because it has been that we, we've had that time and that removal from the original game to then be like, oh, this game's awesome. Like, I'm really looking forward to going back and seeing how they've changed it and what they've adapted. And so whilst I do have some, I wouldn't say quarrel, but while I do feel it's maybe slightly odd seeing a remake being up for a Game of the Year award rather than an original release, I also 
really appreciated that that was remade because it was a game that I remember from, you know, however long ago it was. And it was really fun to see Leon back in his lovely jacket and such lovely visual definition. So, you know, on that, like, I'm not against remakes is what I'm I'm trying to say with this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the key difference, though, because the Resident Evil 4 remake isn't just like a, a just a just a straightforward re-release of the game. It's like a complete reimagining mm. of it. It's like a remake in every sense of the word. It's been remade, yeah. whereas like with The Last of Us Part Two coming Remastered. out on PS Five, it's kind of, <laughs> it just kind of you know kind of it's just the, it's just the same game but with a few extra bits added in. I suppose that's the key. They said remastered, not remake. So maybe that's like the key phrasing there. Hmm. Yeah, Resident Evil 4 was brilliant for the, the ways that it updated the original. Um, it updated the script. It updated the layouts of some of the levels. It kept the things that you remember, the things that you really wanted to see in there. And... Um, it also played with expectations as well. You know, when you were expecting something to happen and it didn't. Mm. It was this really good version of a game that was a great first experience for people who had played Resident Evil 4 already, but also for people who were fans of the original. I think it really re- rewarded them too. And it came out full price. And I think it should a- it absolutely be in contention for Game of the Year. I mean, it won't get it because everyone's going to vote for Baldur's Gate 3. But it, it deserves <laughs> to be up there. Um, and Dead Space, kind of the same. I, th- I think, you know, I, I sort of want to champion that a bit, partially because I really want to see a Dead Space 2 remake as well. Mm. Um, but there were lots of changes there and improvements oh, to your... levels. The sea and... shanty. <laughs> The sea shanty. Well, a man was yeah. in there, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, go back to the original Dead Space. It, it, it's it's night and day. Isaac obviously doesn't speak at all, and the um, the levels have been tweaked for this new one too. It's uh, a work of love that game for sure, and uh, they did they did that proud. Um, but saying that there were conversations when that came out should it be full price 70 pounds i remember um headlines then of people saying mm, is it worth the full price then mm. i don't know what do you guys think i think there was enough time passed that i wouldn't mind buying that as a full new game for me anyway and I think the fact that they did have, you know, like little reimaginings, like I said, with the, the shanty and things, that's the one that stood out in my mind, seeing that pop up online. Like, I, I like that. So I thought, and again, it came, it was obviously like a project of love and passion from the developers. So it didn't feel like a cash grab. Yeah. I think another side of this um, that we've mentioned previously is the sort of, ease of access to these games and resident evil was re-released on lots of different platforms over time um dead space uh i don't think it was re-released after the xbox 360 era when it originally um was launched and it becomes harder for people to play that stuff and um 
I think it, it's a good reason to remake something and do like a good ground up version of it for new hardware is to keep people having access to this stuff. Mm-hmm. I would love Dead Space to come back and there to be a new Dead Space game. I don't know what they're going to work on next, if they're going to do a Dead Space 2 or a Dead Space 4, you know, and leap from sort of having reignited interest in the franchise in general to a brand new entry next. I don't I don't know. But uh, no, nothing was happening with Dead Space. It was sort of lying dormant. And I don't think sort of just re-releasing it, the original game would have would have brought it back. I think it needed a big new remake to do so, to be brought back into the public eye. What do you feel about remakes then, which then also come with a fancy new physical edition? So, like, do you feel, given that, again, going back to Naughty Dog, they've obviously, they're going to have the WLF edition, which is going to come with, like, Steelbook and the disc and all these other, like, bits. Do you feel that sometimes there's maybe people want to make a remake just so they can package up all this extra stuff? Uh, get people to buy it fully again or like what, what are your yeah. thoughts on having an, a remake and then all the extra clobber i mean that stuff is aimed at the hardcore fans who are happy to collect every bit of merch and pay 70 dollars again for a version of a game that they already paid 70 dollars for three years ago and you know it i, I spend my money on all sorts of things and and i i'm not really one to judge <laughs> but of yeah, course like no merchandise for things what are you talking about <laughs> i look i spent a lot of money in the lego black friday sale so yeah, yeah. Uh, i can't lecture anybody on how they spend their cash and nor should i but yes it does look cynical when this stuff comes out and of course there's a special edition with some extra bits and pieces in it which these companies like sony who own these brands look to to continue monetizing them and monetizing fans um is it worth it i think that's up to your personal judgment but uh how i feel about it is yes of course you know you're you're aiming this directly at the people who are most engaged with your product and and hoping that this franchise continues to generate money for you um how do you feel about it? Who are you asking, sorry? Liv. Either of you guys. <laughs> are you, uh, Victoria, as a Last of Us fan, are you going to spend, are you just going to pay your $10 or are you going to buy the super duper version? If someone bought the super duper version for me, I'd be very grateful. <laughs> However, I don't no think No hints for I... Christmas present. <laughs> Can you hear that, darling? <laughs> Um, I don't think that that's something that I'm going to buy. Like, I do have Last of Us merch, but I don't have all of it by any means. I, I do tend to pick and choose what I actually want. And as much as I think that there are some very nice looking things with this upgraded WLF edition, I'm also not one that's really excited about a steel case cover. So, again, if I was given it, I'd be very grateful because it is something that I adore. But also, I don't think it's something that I'm going to buy. At least not yet. Mm. Not yet. Not yet. Never say never. I mean, you know, I don't. I don't want to commit myself. <laughs> what about then? While we're just talking about new editions, I will get us back to remakes very soon. 
Liv, you've obviously played Baldur's Gate 3. You love Baldur's Gate 3. They are now, quite soon after releasing the game, doing this lovely fancy physical version. Do you not kind of wish they had just done that at the start and everyone would have had the same opportunity? Sort of no, because the stuff that's in the collector's edition, I'm not particularly that bothered about. So if it was stuff that I really, really like, would have, like merch that I really, really wanted, then I'd maybe be a bit more annoyed about it. Mm. But because it's kind of stuff that I'm not really too fussed, I'm like, oh, it's not really kind of things that I'd want to put on my shelves. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, we talked about companies sort of monetizing these franchises. Um, how do you guys feel about remakes in general as sort of a way for the industry to continue coalescing around known brands um, rather than using that slot in their product schedule to release something new? Do you feel like we have so many remakes right now and it's sort of reducing um, the industry down to nostalgia and um, you know a really small number of franchises that the industry keeps going back to the well for I mean I, I'm thinking about the big launch over the last couple of weeks Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 um, it's a new game but it's got the same name as a game that came out 10 years ago and it's also basically a well a, an expansion turned into a new game um <laughs> that launched last year and uh yeah it i don't know i could sony be spending its production dollars on something new instead i mean sony does have an unannounced game which neil Druckmann is working on and there have been reports that this remaster of part two has been done by a completely new team of people in naughty dog it's not what neil Druckmann and other sort of is it Haley uh Haley grass who's working on it and there is, they, they have said that there is a new IP and Neil Druckmann's always spoken about his unannounced game. So I think there is other things, or there are other things in the pipeline. But then conversely, when you actually look at this year, you know, we've spoken about how we all love the Resi 4 remake. You've spoken about how you love the Dead Space remake. Other than Baldur's Gate 3, a lot of the games that I've really enjoyed this year have either been sequels to co- like games like Tears of the Kingdom, the sequel to Breath of the Wild. And if you look at the GOTY nominations this year for the Game Awards, a lot of them are sequels. So what new IP has really stood out massively and become a huge runaway success other than, I mean, Baldur's Gate 3 is not a new IP. Baldur's Gate is a, a thing. I know it's a brand new game, but, you know, maybe developers the are looking is at the, the three. fact that... I'm just <laughs> and the fact that it's a location from Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> but yeah. my point is more like maybe developers are seeing this trend that people are returning to things that they know. Yeah. That's you know, my worry. I mean, every Starfield Resident Evil Four. And... Yeah, I mean, Starfield is the biggest new IP launch this year, but how well it did is a matter for debate. Um, Resident Evil is basically an annual franchise at this point, and uh, they are keeping it fresh by going back and doing remakes and interspersing those between new, new, new games. Um, but I, I do worry that there's an oversaturation there, especially with some of the other bits and pieces they do, like that weird multiplayer thing. 
that everyone's sort of forgotten about now but a reverse trying to do yeah um <laughs> yeah and did that come out uh it did launch for a bit i think they took it offline again oh <laughs> i yeah. forgot about that but yeah i, I, mean, don't, I don't like whenever you say like do we need a new ip I mean, yes, but also I can't think of a game or a new IP that's got me really excited other than like smaller indie games. Like, you know, we've had Cocoon from Geometric. Mm. Um, so, I don't know, maybe this is just a trend that we are going to see for a while because it is clearly working. Well, I'll be very interested to see the sales numbers for The Last of Us Part 2 remaster. <laughs> Um, although it'll be it'll be hard to know what they are because um, I, I imagine most people will just go for that ten dollar digital upgrade option, mm. um, which is not a lot of money, but it's it's enough money and uh, for the amount of sort of work that's gone into it, it's probably going to be a profitable exercise for Sony, I would imagine. Are there any games that you feel should be remade? Um, I would like a remake of the last Dragon Age game, Inquisition, because I tried to go back to it recently and it's not aged too well. Um, and also, it's been a long time since that game came out. The gap between Dragon Age, Inquisition and the upcoming fourth game, Dreadwolf, is... I mean, it must be nearly a decade. I don't have the exact numbers here, um, but that's a long time to do what is basically a sequel, you know, with continuing story threads. Uh, so at the very least, I'm going to need to watch like a law recap video, but I would love to replay it. And I and I did try recently and it's just a bit too like Xbox 360 era for me now. But, but not Origins or 2? Well, I would love, I would love those too. I'm just thinking, like, how much time do I have? Do I really want to play remakes of all three of these games? Um, and three, without delving too deep down the Dragon Age rabbit hole, like three did a decent job of sort of catching people up on what had happened so far. Like, your chappy from Dragon Age Two is is in there. Some of the characters are in there. That was my entry point into Dragon Age. That was my first Dragon Age game. So I, I did okay but i would love to replay it again i'm just thinking i was just mentally going through my uh, game awards list there and one of the most anticipated games for next year is also a remake it's um part of final fantasy 7 yeah not even just a remake but the second part of a remake <laughs> in a trilogy of remakes Rebirth, remaking yeah. an original an original game that was also the seventh in this franchise and part of many other spin-offs from that game as well. I think like Final Fantasy must be, you know, in terms of the number of games released, the most numerous in a franchise. I can't think of anything else. Unless you go for the Call of Duties and sports releases, probably, yeah. Yeah. Even then, I would guess there are more Final Fantasy games. When you count all of the... the like little spin-offs, mobile games, that sort of. But yeah, 
next next year we're already looking forward to another remake although it's interesting with that again that they're going down there things are slightly different this time around route mm. and that is a big budget full full game um it's not what sony are doing with the last of us mm. <laughs> i think i think where we're going to land well, where i'm landing is remakes are fine as long as they are meaningful and long enough after the original um to me charging ten dollars for something that came out three years ago just for some dvd extras <laughs> probably isn't worth it but then again you know if they did that with dragon age i would buy it so yeah yeah Joe was thinking just um, a little while ago, only because I wrote a story about it this week, is how I really want to see Simpsons Hit and Run remade. That'd be fun. Bring that back. Yeah. And put in get those, those ships, um, planes, yeah, whatever they get had. The yeah. Airships. <laughs> airships. <laughs> yeah. But that's more in my mind because I wrote about it earlier this week. But yeah, that'd be quite a cool thing to see you remade. That'd be a lot of fun. Liv, what do you want to see remade? Gosh, I don't know. Um, I would love a remake of this Crash Bandicoot game called Crash Insanity, which was really weird and linear, but I have a weird affection for it. So okay. I, w- I would love to see that. When did that weird, come out? Is it like second? 2000 and something, 2000 and maybe five. Okay, that's old enough that. Yeah, it's old enough. Being old enough. Basically, weird. Is it like psychedelic style, like Wonder, or is it like just totally different from other Crash games? It it's it's like the first time when they sort of really started going for the kind of um more over-exaggerated like characterization of everybody um but yeah it has it has some fun levels in that i think like just kind of get overlooked maybe now microsoft owns activision and crash they'll do a little remake and put it out on game pass that'll be Who so knows? weird that'll be so weird play it on or they'll game just pass. put a Crash Bandicoot skin in Call of Duty. That's probably more likely. (laughs) They should do an emote of his dance. They shouldn't do anything. What's his dance, Liv? Well, Mm, you're trying to you're trying to trick me. No, no, that's not happening. (laughs) I'm not getting up and doing it. (laughs) Wow, it's a whole body thing. It's not just like an arm movement. Not just like a dab. No, no, no. He goes. He goes all in. There is, there's arms, there's legs. I think you should show Amazing. us. I can't picture it at all. No, I'm not. I'm if not, we're not I'm getting not the ga- if we're not getting the game remade, then can we at least get the dance remade? No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's what Fortnite's for. That's what Fortnite's for. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Alan Wake in Fortnite and then him dancing. <laughs> I mean, I know we saw him dance in the game, and I won't spoil that for people, but it's also weird to see in a game like that. He dances in the game? What? <laughs> okay. Before you guys ask me to start doing Fortnite dances, um, let's wrap up. 
um thank you for your time <laughs> and if you've made it this far thank you for watching thank you for listening it's much appreciated we'll be back very soon with another Eurogamer newscast in the meantime Victoria where can people find you on social media I've forgotten again at, at little chop shop gal <laughs> for some reason I was about to say at Tom Phillips EGU and I was like that's not me like <laughs> that was the sure. first social media account I went to. I'm at little chop shop gal and as you, you need can see, a better taste I'm in social always media. using my social media clearly. Liv, where can people find you on social media? You can find me at JustCastHoley. And I'm at Little Chop Shop Girl. Thanks for listening, <laughs> watching everyone. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye for now. Bye. Bye-bye.